Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Friday morning here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Chris Gordy Show. Happy to be joined by this guy. Uh, tried to get him on a little bit earlier in the week. Had some uh, wires crossed, but we finally got him. Dan Walken covers college football for USA Today. Dan, how's it going, man? Welcome in. Hey, I'm all right. How are you? Thanks. Doing good. Uh, wanted to get you on to talk a little bit about this uh, this Ole Miss thing and the Hugh Freeze stuff. I read your column uh, that you had up a couple days ago. What did Ole Miss know? When did it know? Something still doesn't add up. I mean, I guess we'll start with what was your initial reaction when all this first came to light? Well, it's a little different when you're reporting the story, uh, trying to break it, than when it sort of appears out of nowhere. I mean, so my reaction would have to go back to the beginning of, of this whole Houston Nut lawsuit, and I knew that, that they were hinting at some things in the phone records that uh, would, be, would be troublesome, and, and, you know, it was just a matter of whether or not that was going to come to light. So, you know, when it finally did, I can't, I can't say I was terribly surprised. Um, I, you know, I, my focus at that point was just trying to make sure that I was the one who, who broke the story. So uh, I know, uh, you know, the the fallout and, and everything that's happening. They're going to have the interim coach and all this. But I mean, look, we got we're going to have to go through this whole season of the discussion of who who are they going to get as their head coach? Who's going to be the next guy to come in? And I know some people like uh, Jason McIntyre, the big lead. He wrote a pick saying nobody of the caliber of Chip Kelly or Les Miles would even consider going to Ole Miss right now. I know you said that's not the case. Les would indeed be interested in the job. Does everyone kind of forget that, that Les Miles is unemployed right now because nobody would give him a job this offseason? Yeah, I mean, look, everyone loves to throw out these big pronouncements about coaching hires. And, and Jason's a friend of mine, and, and you know his blog is a must-read. But uh, he was just off the mark there. I mean, Les Miles... Uh, there's not a very strong market for him. You know, this idea that, well, he was going to sit out this year. He didn't want to sit out this year. He wanted to coach. Uh, the reality is he didn't get a job. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Part of it's his age. Part of it's the fact that his offense and quarterback development track record is, is poor. Uh, part of it is, you know, the fact that he didn't – he doesn't sort of lay out a real vision – uh, that was sort of some of the feedback I got from people who were in his, involved in his conversations with, with schools last year. It's not like he sat there and you know, really was able to articulate uh, a, a vision for the future. It's more like, hey, I'm Les Miles, you know, look at my resume. And I don't think that's exactly what, what people want to hear. So um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of high-level jobs clamoring to hire Les Miles. Uh, so that's a long way of saying – Yes, of course he'd be interested in Ole Miss. He'd be interested in just about anything. The difference is he he actually has articulated that interest, uh, to my understanding, but I'm not sure that that's really going to go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, come on. He was stumping for the Houston job. I mean, he was trying to get any job he could get this past offseason. Uh, talk with uh, Dan Walken, covers uh, college football for uh, USA Today. Uh, back on the Hugh Freeze Ole Miss stuff, uh, obviously more details are going to come out as as – 
things, you know, as, as time rolls along. But the reality is Hugh didn't get fired over that one phone call, right? I mean, there was more to this story. Well, yeah. I mean, if you take uh, Ole Miss at their word, what they said was that they went in after being alerted to that phone call, which they believed to be a missile. That's what Hugh Freeze had told them, that it was a missile. Uh, and that they looked more deeply into his phone records and found a pattern of inappropriate conduct. Now, what exactly does that mean, and how does that uh, play into this whole situation, and how many and who and when? That part we don't know. They have not released that. At some point, I would imagine, that's going to have to be public records because uh, people want those phone records. And I would be surprised if, if there's any way that they can conceal them based on what I know about the, the laws in Mississippi even though they said they could redact personal calls, I don't know if that will hold up in court. And, and I can guarantee you people will be trying to, to pursue that legally. So um, I, I think that eventually we'll get more of a picture there on, on what exactly he did. But, um, you know, how deeply his, his personal issues go, uh, some, some of that will just be dependent on people digging and trying to report and, seeing what they can find, and I'm not sure how much they will find. One of the big names that, that's come up every year in, in coaching searches, I mean, his name just always gets mentioned in college searches, in NFL searches, is always John Gruden. And yesterday, a report comes out saying John Gruden is indeed interested in returning to coaching. I mean, it's a little it's a little absurd, right? Because, it, what, it's been like five, six years. Every single year, John Gruden's name comes up. And now we actually have some substantial, like a substance behind it saying John Gruden could indeed coach again one day. It's a little silly, right? Well, it's crazy. I mean, he's actually been out of the game in coaching for, what, 15 years, something like that? That's a long <laughs> time to be gone. Uh, certainly, look, it's possible that he wants to get back in, and because of his age, he's not an old guy. Like, he, he could absolutely get back in. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to believe. I, I'm not in his head. I don't really have any great insight into the, into the thinking of, of John Gruden. Um, but, you know, it's funny, especially in terms of college fans, uh, because what, what you end up having in October, November, when people start thinking about firing coaches – you always get, you know, whatever the hot available name is. And John Gruden has been tied to jobs in the past in college, especially Tennessee. His wife was a cheerleader there. And there's always, last time it was open, there was a lot of rumors about him maybe taking the job, which I, I didn't really believe. But it's, uh, we'll see what happens. But Gruden is, um, is definitely going to be a name that pro and college teams throw out there as sort of the, the, the white whale. Yeah, especially if Butch Jones starts off on a, on a rough foot this year with Tennessee. I'm sure all those boosters will be meeting behind closed doors saying, all right, what's the dollar figure? What do we need to get Gruden in here? I'm sure that'll uh, rehash itself once again. Uh, I know, Dan, you uh, you went to a bunch of the different media days uh, out there. We had In the past couple of weeks, we had SEC, we had Big Ten, we had Big 12. To you, what was your biggest takeaway from, from any of those media days? How boring they are. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like media days, and in fact, I sort of my personal policy now to, to go to as few of them as possible. Um, I, I actually only went to one. I went to the Big 12, and it was just because I happened to be in Dallas uh, for some family reasons. <laughs> you were like, um, okay, I'll go. Yeah, like, and truly, yes. I mean, 
you you learn nothing out of media days anymore. Um, they're too far removed from the season. Uh, the way they're structured, you don't really get a lot of great one and done time. Um, you know, I, I I'm more in my reporting about getting getting one on one time, getting face time, uh, being able to really have a conversation with somebody. Uh, you know, maybe go off the record, try try to really learn something instead of your your garden variety quotes. And I think all these media days have sort of become a little bit uh, standard issue and cliche-ridden, and I, I just don't like them very much. Yeah, especially because the majority of it is the coach gets up there at the podium with his prepared statement, breaks down his oh, team. Oh, yeah, everyone, b- looks, everyone has such a great summer. <laughs> you know, everyone, everyone gained all this muscle mass. Everyone's faster than they've ever been. You know, it's, it's, it's silly. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's it, it's pretty ridiculous. I agree with you. I mean, I think I think it is a little absurd. But that said, you were at the Big Twelve Media Days. Uh, I mean, it was a surprise that Bob Stoops was was to hang things up as quick as he did. But it'll be an interesting year this year with Lincoln Riley taking over at Oklahoma. You got Tom Herman at, at Texas. I think this could be an interesting year at the, in the Big Twelve. Yeah, look, I mean, the Big Twelve is the league that has missed the playoff two out of the first three years in its existence, and. There's a lot of hand-wringing over that. A year ago, they kind of thought about blowing up their entire model and expanding to 12 or 14, which would have really shaken up the entire landscape. They decided to stay at 10. They're putting in a conference championship game. So it, it is a change, but you know, you don't have, a, at least as far as I can tell, a real standout team to start the season. And There's been a lot of criticism of the Big 12 in terms of the overall level of play. They had fewer draft picks this year than the American Athletic Conference. Uh, now, you know, this year they should be more experienced and should be more talented uh, probably overall than they were last year, but there's some concerns about the quality of play in the Big 12, and there's concerns about the fact that you've got two 30-something-year-old guys at Texas and Oklahoma, and, you know, those guys are both sort of unproven, and obviously Tom Herman was the hottest name in the coaching carousel last year, but, you know, he's still an unproven coach by and large, and I think... Those two programs have to be operating at maximum potential for the Big 12 to be good, uh, and so far we just haven't seen that. Last thing for you, Dan, we're talking with Dan Walken of uh, USA Today. You can follow him on Twitter, at Dan Walken. Uh, here, closer to home, everyone's excited to see what uh, Ed Ogeron is going to do at LSU. It's going to be a tough season for him, having to play five SEC road games. But your thoughts on the Ed Ogeron hire, and, and what's the ceiling for him at LSU? I give it, I give it three years. Really? Um, I, I just don't think it's going to work at all. I could be wrong. Uh, I've been wrong before. I give him credit for hiring a good staff. Uh, I think Matt Canada is a bright offensive guy. Uh, we'll see how long he can keep him. I think Dave Aranda is a tremendous defensive coach, and obviously they're going to have talented players. But uh, I'm, I'm highly skeptical about his ability to actually run a functioning program. Um, I, I thought it was a terrible process at LSU. Uh, went through. I, I, I thought that the way they approached the hire was ridiculous. Uh, I thought Joe Oliva uh, is Joe Oliva is one of those people that others in the industry sort of wonder how he got to where he got, um, and he keeps proving it by his, some of those decisions he makes. Uh, but again, I mean, if Ed Orgeron turns out to be something different than what he's been before, then he's going to look like a genius. If not, we're going to do this all again in two or three years. Again, that is Dan Wolkin on Twitter. Send all your hate tweets to him there on Twitter. Dan, thanks so much for the time, man. We really appreciate you jumping on with us. 
Yeah, you got it. No problem. Okay, appreciate it. Dan Walken of USA Today joining us here on Sports 1280. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. More to get into. Again, at the top of the hour, Craig Stelt set to join us and a whole other hour of sports talk to go. Stay there. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.